You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everyone. This is Jeff Ellis of the Locked On Indians podcast, and I want to tell you that today's show is brought to you by Ohio vs. Everyone. Ohio vs. Everyone is the fantastic new site about all things Ohio, all things uh, Ohio-based sports. If we went there right now, as I did earlier in the week, too, let's see what they have to say about the Cleveland Indians. Let's see after yesterday's pitiful performance. Uh, Cleveland needs to improve their batting or... And we already talked about, you know, their previous one being about the need to call up Nolan Jones, which I agreed with. Before that, Matt Bratz had Cleveland Indians in the Mercado quandary, which is something, again, I agree. There's some uh, weirdness going on there trying to figure out what you're going to do. But uh, go check out Ohio vs. Everyone today. It's a fantastic site full of great articles on all of your favorite Ohio teams. That is Ohio vs. Everyone. Okay, so like I ended the podcast and the game wasn't over, and it somehow got worse. Uh, for all of my annoyance in the podcast yesterday and what, what was going on, the the Indians somehow managed to make it worse. So Roberto Perez gets pinch hit for Sande Leone, who is, yes, he does not have, he has the highest WRC plus amongst Indians catchers. That is the truth. Uh, it's still a 59, which is awful. He is the worst defender of the group uh, by a pretty significant margin. And what happens is uh, Javi Baez goes and uh, tries to steal second. Terrible throw. And then DeShields, we talked about how he was saving runs a year ago. I, I didn't get a good angle on any of the replays on his throw, but it was an awful throw. There's no way he should score. Uh, we should have entered the you know the bottom of the ninth there with the Indians up and said the Indians were uh, were down and you know big home run to tie things up from Francisco Lindor and then you know leaving your best pit, uh, reliever available on the bench to go put Nick Whitgren in who then walks one gives up a single and then hits two batters in a row to lose the game what <laughs> And then, as if that's not bad enough, like, they used the pen heavy last night. Uh, they walked in the run winning run on back-to-back walks. They had a guy attempt to steal second, a bad throw leading to him scoring from that. We talked about the whole Mike Freeman situation. Uh, Cesar Hernandez came off the paternity list, and they sent down Kyle Nelson instead of getting rid of one of their many infielders and or catchers. Because we need to carry everybody and just not have any arms... Uh, so frustrating. If you're like, well, you know, they went with Leo, uh, with Sandy Leone there. I know I keep butchering his name. They went with Sandy Leone there, and you know who are they going to put in that situation against the righty with uh, Roman Wick on? Well, <laughs> yes, uh, Sandy Leo Leone is a switch hitter. Should we do the uh, the splits for his career? Does that really matter? No, because he's terrible this year. You don't go to, to Sandy there. He is the worst choice. I felt like Sandy Alomar went to him because he's like, I like guys named Sandy. Like, that's the only logic in that moment for that maneuver. Go get Yu Chen Chang if uh, 
you know, for it has better potential as a hitter. Get Austin Hedges. Hedges has better power potential. A lower WRC plus because he can't make contact, but when he does make contact, he hits the heck out of the ball. At least there's a chance of a better outcome with that. Get anyone on that bench. Get Mercado. He can, with his speed, make something happen. Nope. They went. They got the the catcher who then manages to make the bad move, and they double down and lose the game. And then instead of getting rid of one of their catchers, they go out and just add more uh, infielders. Yay. We'll get into today's game, which is currently ongoing in a bit here. Let's let's talk about some corrections. I want to make sure I give credit to at uh, andraid21. I probably butchered what that's supposed to really say, but he pointed out that I was uh, I was wrong. I was misinterpreting uh, the standings, and he's 100% right. I blew how postseason baseball works. Postseason baseball is the top two teams in every division make it, and then after that, there are two wild cards. So it's still just two wild cards. So the Indians are actually right now the eighth seed. They are the low wild card in spite of everything else because uh, Houston is a wild card team. They have the second best because that division is so bad. There's the Athletics and then nothing beyond them. And Houston is barely 500. And they're the sixth seed because they are the two seed in that conference. Toronto is currently behind the Yankees. So they have the seventh wild card spot because they have a better record than Cleveland. Cleveland is eighth. Cleveland is. Do they have a games back? They don't appear to. But uh, you know what? Four games back between Seattle and Cleveland. But yeah, it, it's Cleveland right now is the team on the block. Not. But at the same time, if Seattle got on a run, <laughs> Seattle has a better chance of catching Houston than they do Cleveland. So one can make the case the team that is really trying to catch Cleveland right now is Detroit, who's currently has the tenth best record. That is the team that is. Uh, competing for that spot. So I make mistakes all the time, and not just my pronunciation. I make a lot of mistakes, so thank you for calling me out on that and calling me out nicely on it. I gladly correct uh, stupidity when I make those statements. Uh, sorry, I was looking at I tweeted about how, I remember, everyone told us that uh, Naylor would be in the outfield every day and said the Indians have gone with... Uh, a, a fun outfield tonight of uh, Mercado, the Shields, and Luplo, which, hey, all of them, no, the Shields doesn't have a hit, uh, but uh, Luplo and uh, Mercado have hits, and Mercado had his first home run of the year to tie the game up. The Shields, it's interesting, because, you know, I've, I've defended him, and he had a strong game the other night. He's probably offensively having one of his better seasons. But the advance, I mean, a big part of my valuation of him were those advanced stats, that he was an above-average, well above-average defender. I said that very loudly. I don't know why I decided to, I need to shout that. But in 2019, the baseball savant data had him as a, you know, a plus defender in center field, and that's just not the case right now. And the more you see him play, the more you feel like he is a well below-average defender. Just pulling up his data now... Uh, if it'll hop up. He is trending up 100%. I wonder why. His sprint speed is 92 percentile, so he's still running well. His outs above average is still 68th percentile, uh, so it's not bad. His outfielder jump is 17, so that's not good. The arm is non-existent there. Uh, probably don't have enough data for Mercado, but just this odd situation. I mean, I don't know what to do with center field. If the Shields versus Mercado, you're probably going to get better defense overall for Mercado because he can do a little bit more, but 
offensively. Uh, I discussed my worries about him before the year even began, that this is an extremely streaky hitter. And guys who tend to be that extremely streaky uh, it just doesn't seem to ever work out because the amount of patience uh, you need. And, I mean, this year he's been pretty pretty terrible. So I don't know what you do in center, but I, I think Naylor should be playing one of the outfield spots every day. There are people telling me, you know, he sucks. Uh, <laughs> Steve Bruss tweeted at me, sbruss81. I'm like, oh, it's kind of hard to say who's terrible right now and like just for instance if we do talk about Naylor I'm kind of curious to see it's like what's his WRC plus it's uh it's a brutal 10 in the game since he came to Cleveland but I'd still rather see him out there and have him getting more looks than some of the other uh, players that are getting looks right now for the Cleveland Indians in the outfield uh I think the ceiling is there uh not the ceiling. I guess I think the floor is there for a regular. And that's kind of been the Indians. It's it's interesting because I was looking over some of the recent data, and it's like, in trades, they go for high floor. In these trades, they're going for high floor. This year's draft was a very high floor draft. Before that, they were a big high ceiling team in the draft. So they would go for ceiling when guys are far away, and then in the trades when they're bringing in players, they'd be going for more floor, steady guys who you are pretty sure are going to be future major leaguers. And, I mean, that's Naylor. It's, he's a very low-floor guy because his skill set should translate easily. Uh, but it's hard to say, you know, if it's going to translate or what he's going to do if you don't let him play. Uh, benching him against every lefty, I've never liked that approach. Uh, I know I've talked about how Naylor is, is you know, not Naylor, uh, Luplo is just a guy you platoon and forget. But let's not just turn Josh Naylor into that. And he's only going to get better, uh, get a chance to get better with reps. Uh, I think, you know, the one, Naylor has the higher ceiling and the potential there. And you don't go out and trade for a guy to just be someone who hits against um, righties. Uh, you don't want to just have a guy who's a part-time player. Is, or maybe you do. I mean, he was probably, I mean, I argued the third biggest piece in that trade from the Cleveland Indians' perspective. It is rockauto.com day here on the podcast. They are another one of our fantastic sponsors. And when you need a piece or part for your car, go to rockauto.com today. In the little box where it says, how'd you hear about us? Make sure to type locked on, locked on Indians, locked on MLB. All of that will help because the important thing is just for them to know that locked on is how you heard about them and that advertising on locked on helped bring them revenue. Why should you go there? because they are able to cut out the middleman and pass those savings on to you. So the next time you need that part, that piece, you need something or want something for your car. Maybe you don't need need a piece as much as you're looking to upgrade your car in a certain way and you're looking for something. Go to rockauto.com. Make them your first stop. Make Or make them your second stop. Use them as the shop and compare because you're going to see that rockauto.com will save you money on the parts and pieces you need for your car. rockauto.com. And in the little box about how did you hear about us, type locked on. Okay, today's game. Should we get into this? Uh, You know, it's 2-2 right now in the fifth. Lots of errors. I know someone out there is probably like, you said that Yu Chen Cheng would bring defense, and he has an error, and Jose Ramirez's error. I get that, but at the same time, you know, when you're looking at uh, Savali here, eight base runners in not even five innings is not ideal. 
He's getting hit a bit. He's getting touched up, and he's walking guys. Frankly, two runs is is pretty good when you look at two errors, five hits, and three walks. And that's that's a strong. And uh, he's hit two batters too. So you're looking at ten base runners plus two errors and only two runs across. Uh, that's success by uh, by any measure. The Indians are lucky. Uh, to be in a tie game. Uh, they were able to take advantage of uh, the wild pitch to get one run across. Mercado's first home run. The Cubs haven't taken advantage of things. Uh, they have not taken advantage of the errors, but the Indians have not kept them off the base path. We'll see how this one goes. I just, I don't feel good. I don't feel comfortable. I'll be very curious to see what happens. I, when you look at the Indians overall, who on their roster right now is going to be the guy who comes into this game? I wonder to pitch. Who's the player after um, you know diving into the pen in the past few days? And I, I can't help but feel like there's an order. <laughs> you can be like, okay, I go A, then I go B, then I go C. So because of that A, B, C order, it's like, oh, if Saval, uh, Savali gets pulled before the uh, seventh inning, we're going to see Pluck go. If it's after the seventh inning, we might see Oliver Perez. Uh, in the ninth, we'll see Brad Hand. It's just this play by numbers instead of playing by situation. And for me, with relievers, it's always more about the the degree of difficulty of the moment. Don't get so stuck on the idea of it's a tie game. I'm not going to go to my closer because how many times do you then never even pull your closer? Does he never even help the team? Uh, good chance I'm betting Cam Hill pitches tonight. Um, if I'm going to make a, a full guess on this, I'm betting we see Plutko and, and Cam Hill. And if it's uh, the Indians are leading, we uh, might see uh, Hand. I mean, I assume we'll see Hand if they're they're leading. We might see him even if they are not. Uh, but I don't know. Again, I'm just... And now I see the game has been delayed. So this, it just keeps getting more and more fun in the ongoings of uh, the Cleveland Indians season. I saw a tweet from uh, Justin Lada, who, sorry, I just saw the delay before going to Justin's tweet is a drone delay. So there's that. And, uh, but Justin Lada tweeted, it's like the seven game losing streak, I think was the first since 2013. That's how bad it's gotten right now. Um, with them, and then I saw Casey Droder here. I know you guys just love me reading tweets, but this is interesting. Oscar Mercado's home run was his first barrel of the season. That's how bad his contact's been. He's not even hadn't even barreled one ball. Like you can barrel a ball and still get an out. Uh, a lot of guys have you know strong hits that turn into nothing because of bad luck. But uh, to not even have had one before then, and. I also think the other thing that I think is really funny as I just look at Twitter in general is the amount of hate on DeShields. Like, I get it. He's not a great option. Uh, but there's a lot of other things that you can get mad about. There's a lot of other things that uh, uh, with this team to, to really put your anger into. And again, you go and you look at the advanced stats. It's like He's still an above-average defensive center fielder. And compared to what they have in center field, he has been their best offensive option. Uh, but there's definitely a contingent who I think, you know, I, I hated his addition in the trade. I thought it was a salary balancer. And if you listen to the podcast, you know, I talked about it then. I'm not necessarily going to sit here and stand for Delano Shields, but I feel like there are those who um, they take their stand 
and then can't or they're immovable. Like I never see them come off of their defense of a player, or I never see them go, "Oh, I was wrong. This guy is something." It's always, and if they do, it's often like, "Well, you know, I was really high here on them." Like, you know, I'm gonna be honest. Aaron Savali was never my guy. I was never high on him. I never thought much of him. If he turns into a you know number two, number three, I just completely whiffed, and that's on me. Uh, Lonnie Chisenhall was a guy where I was as far away from, uh, I mean, I was a big fan of him as a prospect. And then I was thought he was not a good starter. And then I came back to be like, you know, he, he's useful. He can do things well. And I think it's important to be able to a see your errors and B adapt, uh, your view when you realize that, uh, you're never a hundred percent. Right. But I do see a lot of people who just sit here and take a stand and can't move one way or another. Delano de Shields, uh, is not killing the Indians. He is not the biggest issue with this team. And that's just kind of the, the long and short of it for me with, with the Shields. I mean, hitting him too is dumb. Uh, totally dumb. And, you know, they're doing that because he's fast. I mean, I don't have any other thing in my mind that, you know, he's, he's fast, so we got to put fast guys at the top. Uh, I wish they would construct their lineup a little bit better, be a little more thoughtful. I also wish we didn't have a game delay because of a drone on the field with two outs in the fifth, but what are you going to do? A lot of things we could all hope for. I wish that uh, they had gone and made some kind of deal at the deadline to help this team. I mean, you can go back to the offseason where I was begging for an outfielder, and we'll see if it's Josh Naylor. And I, you know, I defended the move at the time, but it's hard to watch this team right now. It's a 2-2 game, and I feel like they've lost. Do you have faith in these situations? Do you expect them to score more than three runs in a night? I don't anymore. I just don't have that trust in this team offensively. They are such a mess. Uh, even when you're looking at someone like Carlos Santana, who's one of their top four bats, he's not been the same guy. The power isn't there. You look at Fran Mil Reyes, his numbers have been coming down and we knew they would come down. Yes. For a long time, he had the highest WRC plus on the team. He probably still does. Nope. Now he's down to second on the team, but we also talked about his bat pip was completely unsustainable. This is a guy whose value was going to, uh, to go down. He was going to take a hit in his overall production. I would like to see more power out of him. To me, it's crazy that he's tied for second on the team in home runs. By the way, if you knew, uh, that the four, uh, fourth on the team in home runs is uh, Tyler Naquin. Uh, good for you, A. And B, man, with the time he missed and everything else, that's kind of shocking that he is fourth on the team with four home runs. That's where this offense is. They just don't have a lot of uh, power to it. There's not those guys who can go out there and you know make a big hit for the Cleveland Indians. Detroit's coming up. Uh, we'll have... You know, I know this is coming out on Thursday, so you might expect a little bit of a comparison, a head-to-head, where Detroit is, where the Indians are in terms of everything. That's very typically something I do do, but uh, Detroit, uh, the last series against Detroit went poorly. We'll see what happens in this matchup this time around. Uh, Right now, the Indians are scuffling badly, and Detroit is a team that has something to play for. And on top of that, Detroit is just a really fun team right now. Uh, Candelario is killing the ball as a starter for them. You go and you look at his numbers. I mean, again, unsustainable bat pip. 
but he's he's winning in all facets of the game. He's been one of the best hitters in the American League and probably has the least amount of talk to level of production. Former Indian prospect Willie Castro, who the Indians got Kyle Dowdy and Leonis Martin from, has been a revelation for the Tigers. Uh, bat pip again, completely unsustainable. He is going to regress hard at some point, but has been fantastic. Jacoby Jones was a trade candidate. Another guy with one of those really high bat pips, but is really well performed. Victor Reyes is performing well for them. They are just a fun lineup. A fun group of young hitters with a mix of some bats. And then we talked about those young arms. Spencer Turnbull and someone I've been really high on. Tarek Skubal, one of the best, most interesting and best left-handed pitching prospects. In the minors has got an opportunity. Casey Mize, who, if you followed my draft stuff at all, you know I've been... I, Mize is one of the highest rated players I've ever had in any type of uh, draft board. They're moving things around. They're calling up their young guys. They're getting themselves set up in a situation where this is a Tigers team that next year could be really interesting, especially if they go out and spend. If other teams are afraid to spend and the Tigers are not, the Tigers are going to have an opportunity to take a young core, which doesn't need pitching. I mean, you look at this team, and we talked about Turnbull. Boyd is fine as a fifth. Daniel Norris, fine, is kind of a, a fourth, fifth guy. Uh, maybe even a three with Norris. You know, you, you've got Casey Mize. You've got Tarek Skubal. you got Matt Manning on the horizon. They're a team that's set to take off. They are going to be an interesting opponent for the Indians this weekend. Four-game series for an Indians team that is scuffling and a Tigers team that is trying to track them down and make the playoffs. We'll see how it goes. Friday's show, we'll talk about the Thursday start, which should be a a win for the Indians. I love Casey Mize, but when you got Bieber on the mound, that should be a win for you every time. But tomorrow's show, tune in. We'll do the full kind of breakdown, go over the Tigers. Not the Tigers team you remember from earlier in the year. An interesting squad, a fun squad, a team that you definitely want to pay attention to. And uh, there's been a lot of talk about the Royals and everything they've done. The Tigers, to me, are the team in the Central to watch in the future behind, like, the White Sox. They have the more interesting young core. They have had some great drafts, and they're developing a series of young arms that I would take the Tigers' arms over the Royals' arms any day. I have been Jeff Ellis. This has been the Locked On Indians podcast. Remember to rate, review, tell a friend, download every day. I had... uh, Jay Kritz, I believe, is his name. Did I memorize it? Tell me if I'm right on that top of my head. But uh, someone I talk with on Twitter from time to time, he's like, I'm too angry to listen. I just downloaded it today, and that helps. That's great. Thank you. Uh, Downloads, listens, any of that helps. I really appreciate that. I've been Jeff Ellis. As stated before, this is Lockdown Indians podcast. You can find me on Twitter at JeffMLBDraft. And as always, go Tribe.